Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. As always, right over there is my main man, Reggie. What's up today, Reg? What up, doe? Uh, I know, I know uh, it feels good as we do this preview uh, with, with back-to-back wins. I know that. Yeah, man. It's, it's been, uh, as they say, Victory Monday, uh, uh, two, two weeks in a row. And uh, we're going into uh, an Indianapolis game, which, ironically, we're the underdog. I don't know if you know that, Ken. We're the underdogs in this game, but uh, I, I was, I was surprised. I was surprised. Yes, yeah, uh, with, with, yeah. With all, with all the positives and negatives and changes, uh, we can talk about on on the indie side. Well, I, me- I, I was surprised. I, I, you know, I expected us to be, you know, two points two and a half point favorite, you know, one and a half, but I didn't expect this to be underdogs. Well, if I'm being honest, I didn't, I wasn't sure. I, I'd be, I didn't give it much thought, but when I heard it, I was like, really? Yeah. So, so again, I didn't care. It didn't, it didn't really dawn on me, but once I heard it, I was, I was a little bit surprised taken back by it, but you know, it's one of those things, man. Um, I'm not big into gambling, so I don't understand how that all works, but yeah. You know, you, you take a situation where, you know, Vegas puts out their odds, right? And uh, the Vegas had the odds that uh, Chicago would beat New England. And if you saw the uh, the pregame on ESPN and Monday Night Football, everybody, including yours truly, I said, man, I'm picking the Pats at home against against Chicago, right? Right, right. And, man, Chicago whooped them boys. Man, put 33 points on them. And I know understand hey, that's not the Tom Brady Patriots, but I would have figured Tom, um, Bill Belichick, New England Patriots at home against a struggling um, Chicago team. Hey, man, give me Patriots all day, and man, not only right. did uh, give me Bears, give me any give me any team all day over over yeah. what we just got finished playing, right? Um, yeah, and yeah. and all of a sudden the Vegas pick had the Bears and. They went out there and put up 33 points on them. So, anyway, I say that to say all of that to say, you know, they're, they're giving uh, uh, Indianapolis the uh, favorites. The nod. Not not very much, but the, the, the favorite right. in this game. And uh, so I guess I'll take notice of that. Yeah, there, there was a day that I did actually gamble a lot on the NFL. Um, how people are successful with it in today's NFL, uh, especially I'll include this year. It, it is a it is a crapshoot. Um, you better be very specific on what games you pick and try to find what you perceive to be mismatch mismatches uh, from week to week. Um, yeah. you know, the, the, day, the days of picking 10 games and coming out seven and eight out, out of 10, uh, those, those days don't seem to be yeah. common nowadays you know all consistently well, consistently yeah, yeah well like i say i'm not a gambler so so i you know it doesn't matter to me but right. uh but do you realize man when i was you know pre- preparing for this podcast we're in week eight mm-hmm. all right i'm like man we set, we've we played seven games already into the season and uh it, it doesn't feel like seven games Time flies when you're having fun. Well, we haven't had that much. Fun. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the fact that <laughs> we're seven true. games into the season already, man, it just seems like we were in week one. Seems like three weeks ago, and yet it's been it's been seven weeks, you know. 
So, uh, so it's interesting that uh, we're reaching almost reaching the halfway point uh, of the season already. All right. And, uh, you know, here we are sitting at three and four. Hopefully we can win and get back to uh, 500 yeah, ball. Back to man. 500. Yeah. You know? I mean, if, I mean, I, I guess, you know, as we're looking forward, if we can win this game, you're sitting at 500, you know, and you're on the uptick, right? You got three in a row playing well. Not that we're going to go on a 10 game winning streak or anything like says that. Says who? Says who? Says who, Ken? I'm, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just not, not uh, projecting that. All right. All right. Um, I won't be, a, I won't be a homer, man. Right. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but it, but at least it shows that, you know, uh, once again, Washington could potentially be stronger in the second half than the first half, because uh, under Rivera we've we've started out slow, three years in a row. And that's uh, true. And and with know, the way the season has gone, um, you know, fans have been kind of down on the team, inc- including ourselves. Absolutely. And, and and right now we're sitting at three and four, and that's not a pretty record. But there's a huge collection of teams that are all sitting right around three and four. Right. Teams that were right. supposed to be good that are not. Except in our division. Were, Except in our division. Well, right. well, I understand. But only one team's going to win our division. Right. But uh, but but with that being the case, my point is everybody's bunched up together. And being bunched up together, and we get we start getting into the late second half of the season. Things are going to start happening. We, we, we already see right. injuries becoming a factor for, for teams uh, and, and just teams. Well, even the commanders. Team, yeah, right? even, even the us, commanders. even us. Yeah. But teams will start to 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 uh, uh, be, be, get into their identities and who they will ultimately be um, as the season goes on. And, uh, you know, I, I guess it's a good thing to be part of the bunch, I, I guess, is what I'm getting at right. here. Right, right. Yeah, so, I, I, I agree. I think – you know, here, and I'm just going to go ahead from a from a talking point. If we win this week and we're four and four, normally at this part of the season, four and four, you're not where you know you'd like to be a little bit better. But in the NFC East, you're like, okay, we 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 can still win this. You know, now at four and four, all three teams are ahead of us by yep. a, by at least two games, Correct. right? Two games or more. So it's it's not that we can't catch them. It's that, you know, we need to take care of business in the division and they're going to need to slip a little bit. And and maybe we're just playing for a wild card. You know, there's nothing right. wrong with that. Once you get in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Correct. But uh, especially if you're starting to play well. But um, it's it's definitely a flip of because the our division hasn't been this strong in quite a number of years so it's a it's a new spin uh in the nfc east i mean i may be in the minority here but i I, i'm i'm thinking the eagles are going to come back down to earth um i think we still have to play the giants twice and we don't play the cowboys until the last game of the season and uh you know lots can happen lots can happen i i don't suspect us to uh make any trades I, for some reason, don't right. think Ron Rivera and company are going to be involved in making any trades. Um, I think they value draft picks. Um, and so, unlike some of the other teams that just seem to trade them away, like like it's nothing. So, I don't think that we're going to make any trades. Um, so, not, I think not, we're going to rock. Definitely not to get people. 
Right. We, we're going to ride. We're going to ride out. This, we we this may lose. Thing. We may lose one, but we're not getting any. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, uh, but that being the case, man, I think they're going to do this deal. Um, you know, the news that's floating around right now is uh, teams are talking about offering uh, Washington a day two pick for uh, Deron Payne. Oh, um, for Payne, huh? Yeah, yeah. They're talking about uh, word on the street in uh, league circles is that uh, Deron Payne could fetch a day two early day two pick. So we're talking second, third round pick. Um, you know, you and I talked about it, man. You know, we, we'll put it here on, on air. Um, you know, if it came down to paying, paying Montez Sweat or Deron Payne, shockingly, we both agreed that we would pay Deron Payne. And for Correct. those that are listening, um, we were very similar in our reasons, but I'll go ahead and give mine. My reason for paying um, Deron Payne over Montez Sweat Montez Sweat has had an opportunity over the past four seasons to show that he's worthy of that big contract. And you can't just be a stud player when uh, Chase Young is there. You, you need to be able to be a game changer or make some impact plays whether Chase Young is playing or not because that's the kind of money that you're going to want. That being the case, Washington has seemed to have done a really good job on the defensive line with Montez on one side and a rotation or uh, uh, James Smith Williams, one guy, <laughs> and um, Abada and Casey Tuhill. So to me, I think the the ceiling for Chase Young is still pretty high. So I would run my risk and go with Chase Young instead of Sweat and replace Sweat with those three guys I just mentioned. Two right. Hill, James Smith Williams, and uh Abada. Right. And let Montez walk or trade him, whatever you want to do. I, I would try to trade him more than anything. Sure. And and then uh and then you run with it. Now I know some people are gonna say, well, you got Mathis who's gonna come back. But the guy's coming off coming back off a major, major knee injury, and I don't know what that's gonna be like because he played right. what one game? Not even uh, that. like like yeah, I was gonna say he, a quarter, maybe. Yeah, he, he was most. like Fitzpatrick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Literally. Yes. Uh, On a positive side, you know, he's got truly a full year to recover. Um, But with that being said, he should be ready to come training camp. Yeah. I mean, my my hesitation on trading pain at this point would be I'm not, let me just say, I'm not doing it for a third round pick. Right. Because, and, and my reasoning for this is, if Payne ends up getting a large contract with another team and we don't resign him, we're going to get a compensatory third round pick for him anyway, just like we did with Kirk Cousins, right? We let Kirk Cousins walk away. And so, you know, if, if, if he's if he's signing a contract that's something like uh, what Tim Settle did last year, you're not going to get anything. Maybe it's a compensatory sixth round pick or whatever. It's, it's not a high pick, but if we think that he's getting a significant contract, Washington is already going to get a compensatory third or fourth round pick. So I'm not trading him for another third round pick. I'm going to trade him where it benefits me at least for a second round pick. And obviously that team is going to trade him and have to 
they're going to want to resign him, right? Correct. Right. They're 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 going to work that all work out that whole entire deal with Washington and Payne's representatives, right? Um. So you know we'll we'll see how all that happens. I, I, Payne wasn't the name that came to my mind. I was thinking of uh, Jackson. Uh, I don't know if anything's going to come through with that, but you know supposedly he wasn't happy. Washington uh, William, was talking William about it. Yeah. yeah. And then he kind of backed off and said, no, I want to be here. I don't know if that's just PR stuff, but that's the person that I thought when I said, you know, one person, that's who I thought. Maybe no, I, I knew that's, I knew that's who you meant, but I was okay. just pointing out that in addition to that month, uh, Montez, uh, Deron Payne's Payne. name has been floating around because people know that he's on a one-year deal. And of course sure, you can sure. also, you can always franchise tag, um, uh, uh, Montez Sweat, if you wanted to, but right. uh, you know we, we don't seem to do well with franchising people, so let's not even play around with it. If you know that you're not anywhere close on the money, then make the deal and move on. Let's let's not right. sit here and sour the player. He doesn't want to be, you know, and have this whole nonsense going on again. Sure, just, sure. Just hey, we can't get their own money. Let's move on. Let's well, the dynamics on. change. Yeah, the dynamics change also on. You know, do, does Washington at this moment, uh, do they think that they want Wentz back next year or not? Right. Cause that's, you're, you're talking, you're talking $26 million, 26, 28, somewhere in there. So if you're not bringing him back, that means more than likely, my guess would be that they're going to look towards the draft because there's more quarterbacks this year than this past year. And that's not a, you know, that you're, you're talking about a, a fraction, a third of that $26, 28000000 million a year contract. So that gives you money to use elsewhere, whether it's on pain, whether it's on sweat, whether it's on what, you know, offensive line that we have. Um, so I'm, I'm sure they're doing that mental mani- uh, calculation and, and manipulation of, of where they need to be next year, um, even now, even though the season isn't over. Well, let me say this. Which, which is funny and ironic. Taylor Heineke is the linchpin to what Washington does this year and next year. And what I mean Agreed. by that is, and what I mean yeah. by that is, Go ahead. if his play is good over the next four weeks, three weeks at this point, I don't think Ron goes back to Carson Wentz. Which means if he doesn't go back to Carson Wentz, then Carson Wentz is not coming back next season. Correct. Which means they're into the draft, to your point, looking at a guy or Sam Howell or whatever they're going to do. But that means the end of Carson Wentz. If Taylor Heineke doesn't play well, we'll probably see Sam Howell. But I don't know that that fully means the end of Carson Wentz. And, And again, so now they go the other direction, potentially. But I'm not so sure. I shouldn't say I'm not so sure. So at the end of the day, I think Carson Wentz, Car- Carson, man, I'm just struggling today. Taylor Heineke's play over the next three weeks is going to dictate the direction this franchise goes. And ironically, it's the guy who's undrafted <laughs> and the guy that just right, keeps right. He's fighting, he's fighting and scratching and clawing his way into situations here on this team. And he's about to to have a huge hand in the direction this franchise goes. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. I sent you a text earlier today and, and, and I, and yeah, you didn't reply by the way. 
I didn't see. Know. I didn't, all the people know. All the people know. Can didn't reply to me. Hold on. I'm going I'm to look it up right here because I didn't see that you uh, gave me a reply. Let me look yes. here. Let the people know. Uh, no, I, people I didn't know. get it. I didn't get it. I I I I made an observation, and and I'll let everybody say what the observation is, and I and I can show you my phone here. Okay, all right. um, I, I believe you. But it's a I put observation. Uh, Taylor Heineke has replaced three quarterbacks in Washington who never played again, and it could be a fourth. And my response back to you was which three? Uh, I did. I honestly I didn't get it. Didn't come okay. through. I, I believe you. I um, believe you. I believe and you. it would be. One was, um, I mean, it's people that are on the team that that didn't play, right? So you got Smith, Alex Smith. Okay. You got uh, Haskins. Okay. You got Fitzpatrick. Okay. And potentially Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. All right. So a little kind of, I don't know if that's trivia there for you, but something that you kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you got you got this guy who comes out of nowhere, and, and and not all those. I mean, obviously there was some injuries along there, but but he's if he comes in, you're going you're going out the door one way or the other, right? Once Taylor suits up, man, that's it. Any right. career in Washington, he's he's a career killer. <laughs> that's it, done, done. You don't want Taylor on the field. That's after that, you're done. Yeah, Writing's yeah. on the wall, man. But uh, so. Well, ironically, uh, this brings us to um, Taylor going into his second start against the Colts uh, this week. And I don't think many of us, maybe one of us, was uh, not prepared for the storyline. We thought this was going to be the Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz Bowl, Jim Ursay versus Dan Snyder Bowl. And uh, but it turns out, man, Carson Wentz nor Matt Ryan are playing right. These guys are at the center right. of this trade, the two of them, and yet neither of them uh, would be playing on Sunday. Now, Carson Wentz obviously is not playing due to injury, um, but Matt Ryan has been benched. Right. Huge storylines, yeah. man. Two number fours, you know, Sam Ellinger and Taylor Heineke will both be starters on this game. And I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm pretty sure the media would be all over the return, the, the not return of Carson Wentz. And the fact that after everything that Jim Ursay said about Carson Wentz and he just sung the praises of Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan was benched. Right. People got to understand Matt Ryan has been benched in Indianapolis. This is the guy that was supposed to do all of the things that Carson Wentz was not to do or was not able to do. He was supposed to be the guy that Carson was not able to be, and yet they have benched the guy. And so that is the big storyline, in my opinion. It's not that it was Carson and and Matt. It's the fact that the guy that was supposed to come and show Carson what it was like to play on this team has been benched, and they're going with the second-year guy who's never started in an NFL. Yeah, it's um, yeah. From from a Washington perspective, you 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 like, you know, it, it's kind of two things here. One, you like playing against a rookie quarterback. I don't care if he was the number one pick or if he was a sixth round pick, uh, like Sam was. But 
is also a little mystery, right? Just just like Taylor when when Taylor started out, there, there was right. mystery, and, and and so you know preparing There's no for tape him, on the guy, right? You're you're going back to look at a lot of college stuff, yeah, and and try to find out his strengths and his weaknesses and how you think they're going to play. Yeah, they're probably going to play a little bit conservative, but you know plays start breaking down and he starts moving with his legs and you know that's when quarterbacks you know i'll say no name quarterbacks from from most of the fans perspective can become stars right yes. hey we all looked at each other and like who's this heineke kid holy cow did you see him hit that pylon and right. other moves that you know plays that he was making um yeah yeah i so. i don't disagree and so hopefully that they if you and I sitting here can have that mindset, I would hope that Jack Rio and the coaching staff would say, hey, we need to be prepared in case this guy starts moving around because he is. He is a version of Taylor Heineke. He's not a big right. quarterback. I don't know what his arm strength is like, but he, he ran a lot when he was at uh, uh, the U University of Texas. He didn't right. run around like uh, uh, just, just for the sake of running like Lamar Jackson at Louisville. He right. ran, he used his legs in order to extend plays and escape pressure. So he is, he is basically, we're going to be playing a version of ourselves at the quarterback position um, in Sam Ellinger, Ellinger and the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. So hopefully that they're going to use our guys to spy him a little bit or keep an eye on him and maintain that uh, rush lane discipline on the defensive line and be able to contain this kid in the pocket and just hope that he makes some mistakes. The flip side of this to, you know, you're making the point of playing a young guy could be a good thing. The downside is when we continue to play to play unproven backups type of players, we do not get the respect nationally. It goes back to the year we played well, and everyone talked about how great our defense was, but that was the year of the backups, right? That was the year we were playing teams that the starters were injured and they are rookie quarterbacks and so our defense feasted on that and it was like fool's goal and we went into last season this year two of that and we started playing better quarterbacks and our defense went all the way to, to like 30th so right. here we are playing a justin fields not very good yet right. now we got sam ellinger unproven right so what's gonna happen all right the Aaron Rodgers, you know, beating Aaron Rodgers was good. But even then, the narrative is it wasn't so much what we did. It was that the Packers aren't very good. You right. know, when the, when the Cowboys play them, the Giants play them, Philly plays them. Those are, you know, other teams play the Packers. And that's a great win by the opponent. Right. But when we play them, it's not that we play well. It's the narrative is going to be, well, Green Bay is not playing good. So well, we, uh, and part of the part of that is. We've we've been all over the place this year, right? Oh, for so, sure. So 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 it's so a legitimate. If I'm on the outside looking in, as and I'm not focused on the improvements the commanders make, you know, you see games like our game against the Bears, and you don't say, "Well, the defense did that to the Bears." You say, "Man, the Bears are just bad." And and same thing with Washington's offense. Washington's just bad. Well, did you give the Bears any credit for it? I mean, we saw it, and we saw the the problems that Washington had on their own. But, um, but yeah, it's it it's my point. My point being is yeah. when, when we win these games, it's always going to be. But it was against 
a guy making his first start. It's against right. a Chicago Bears team that has no offensive line. They have no weapons. It's just uh, what's the kid name? Uh, Justin Fields. They have no wide receiver. So yeah. that, that's what I mean. It's always a yeah, but behind our 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 game. So and and there's going to be until we beat a a team that has the starting quarterback that we would consider a playoff team, right? And we're going to see oh, that over sure. the next few weeks. Not the Colts, but we play Minnesota and Philly over the next uh, four weeks. Yes. Agreed. Um, and, and, and that's the point that I'm making. So so the yeah. good news is it's a young quarterback. The bad news is if we come out with the victory, not much credit will be given. It's, it's, the, right. it's what I'm getting at. So Yeah. And, and, I, and I will say, you know, as you – as I was looking at Indy and what they were doing this year, they're not a bad team. Uh, what are they – what are they, 3-3-1, three, three and one, I believe? Correct. And, you know, one, one of the things they have – and offensively, they've moved the ball. But when I kind of peeled back some of the stuff and started looking at it, it's not that I'm not – I am still surprised that they benched Ryan. Don't get me wrong. But a couple of things that they uh, that kind of stick out to me, and, and I'm, I'm, my guess is all this could be blamed on, on Ryan, is he was 10 touchdowns to nine interceptions, right? That's a lot of interceptions at this point of the game. I'm, I'm sorry, at this point of the season. And then one of the things that really kind of caught me was – there's a stat on um, where the ball is thrown throughout the throughout the on the field, okay. and they and they they only lab, they label it uh, right, left, and center, and they'll do that for short passes and they'll do that for deep passes. Okay. When I looked at that, their short passes account for ninety one percent of all their passes. Ninety one. They only wow. th they they were he was only going deep or stretching the field nine percent of the time, um, so you know, it's I mean, that's, that's even attempts right. So it, it's not opening up the offense. You're throwing. He was averaging he, he was averaging five point nine yards a pass. So right. so to your point, they were not going downfield right. with 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 Matt Ryan for whatever the reasons were. It was a yeah. short. It was a short passing game for sure. Yeah, a lot, a lot of checkdowns, a lot of crossing routes. That's those are the uh, decisions that that he was making. My guess it was on him making those decisions as opposed to the offensive coordinator. They wouldn't have they wouldn't have benched him. Um, so we 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 shall see. And I, I'm sure Sam hears that in his ear and is going to take some take some. Uh, Chances at throwing it downfield and, and trying to go open ahead, it up. go ahead, Sam. Yeah, ahead, and, Sam. and 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 make that mistake, right? If if yeah. uh, if if Montez and crew can put pressure on him and, and force him to fling it, then there's an opportunity. Go so, ahead, Sam. Why don't yeah. you go ahead and throw it downfield? Don't be the anti-Matt Ryan man and throw the ball, throw the ball ball downfield. Yeah, and another thing as we're talking about stats and talking about India here offensively is we, we we know that they're that they rely on the running game, right? They um uh what's his name running back? John uh, Taylor. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he's the, he's their workhorse without without a doubt. But 
what stands out more is they run 90% of their running plays between the tackles. They are they pound the ball literally right behind the center, behind the guards and and tackles. They go outside um only 10% of the time. Okay. Uh, which is which is a crazy amount. You you're going to see him just hitting that hole, hitting that hole, hitting that hole. So I, I suspect that a lot of time I suspect that we're going to potentially play less of the Buffalo nickel, play more uh, three linebackers to be able to plug those holes because they are more of a, they have been more of a running offense this year and last year. Um, so it's just, just again, a couple observations of what we might be seeing. No, no, that's interesting. I didn't realize that uh, they ran Jonathan Taylor um, up the middle like that, but you know, that feeds right into our defense, which is where we're, we're a little strong. Right up the right. middle with Payne, Allen, and those guys. Um, so hopefully they'll continue to 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 do that on the defensive side, and that'll allow Holcomb and um, uh, Jamin Davis to do their thing. Right. Um, right now, Holcomb is – I forgot to look at his stats, man, but at the rate he's going, he could lead the league in tackles. So because right. Hol Holcomb and Jamin Davis obviously defensively have improved, and Holcomb yeah. has quietly – Put together a very very good season so far so hopefully they'll keep him busy um uh, and they'll, they'll be able to get after it and uh keep jonathan taylor from going off i mean i, I understand that jonathan taylor is not uh derrick henry but you know, derrick henry was he got 100 yards but it took him 30 carries to get there sure sure um so if if they want to run jonathan taylor like that because they have a young quarterback making his first start and they just want to pound the ball again, that's going to feed right into, to, I guess I want to use this term loosely, but our, but our strength. Right. Um, so, so let's do it, man. Let's get it. Yeah. Let's I mean, you, you, get it. you, you brought up, uh, Jamin Davis and it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a coincidence that the last couple of weeks we see Jamin Davis making plays, right? He's, he's not a superstar out there, but we see him making plays, making tackles, uh, covering, covering people out in the, in the flat and making tackles right away, not missing tackles. And all of a sudden our defense is looking a whole lot better, you know, <laughs> and I'm not saying that everybody else is, is not in, stepping up their game as well, but one I think of the it's most notable persons. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Um, but it's not a, it's, it doesn't go unnoticed that as Jamin Davis has started making plays, our defense also is, is playing better. You know, I, I think he's naturally getting in position, going with the flow, uh, reading not, the plays and just, and just going. Right? But you also don't see our defense giving up the big plays. Um, right. It seems to be a lot better communication. Guys are in coverage. Uh, but, but there's a few things. And yes, it is absolutely great to see Jamin Davis's name called on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to, did he play? How many snaps did he get? Because yeah. we never heard his name for sure. Yeah, we had, we had that. Sure. A, we had that a good bit last year and and a little bit earlier this season. But yeah, um, oh for sure, for sure. Yeah, we we definitely it from from a from a fan's perspective and a knucklehead's perspective, we we see what we we see him making a, a bigger impact on the on the defense. So yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it, man. <laughs> uh, what else you got? 
I got nothing, man. I know. I'm ready. I'm ready for Sunday. <laughs> yeah, keep, I, I think keep it rolling. Well, uh, and I don't know if you have anything in specific, but a, a couple things that I wanted to talk about, and you can chime in on this or, or add to it as well. Okay. Uh, of right. based off, and this is going to be based off of what we've actually discussed, right? Of a few things that we need to do to come out with a win on Sunday. Um, first of all, we already talked about it. We need to make the rookie quarterback look like a rookie quarterback, right? right. I, I, I think our defense has been playing well enough that that could potentially be a good thing. Um, and, and to piggyback on that, um, Indy is number, I want to say 30th or 31st um, in the number of turnovers so far this year. So granted, Matt Ryan, a veteran, you wouldn't expect him to throw nine interceptions, but you could potentially see a rookie quarterback throwing that kind of percentage. So put him into a bad position and, and have him force, uh, force some bad throws or hold on to the ball too long for a strip sack, uh, something like that. Get, get the quarterback to play like a rookie quarterback and not only make mistakes period during the game, but potential turnovers. That's kind of, kind of a two in one I'm yeah, not key, yeah. but uh, things we need to do there. So let me, let me translate that. Go ahead. Let's not put this kid in the hall of fame first start, right? Yeah. yeah. Make, make it, make him look like an inexperienced quarterback. Gotcha. Yeah. I agree with you. 100% Ken. And, and, and the other, and I, only one other thing I think that if, if we do these one, two, these two things, Number one, make him look like a rookie quarterback, potentially uh, win the turnover battle. It's kind of a 1-1-A one, one situation. And the other side is something we haven't done all year, even with Taylor Heineke last week. I mean, when in the second half, Washington behind Heineke scored their first three times in the second half, first three or their first three possessions in the second half, right? Okay. That's what we need to do in the first quarter. We need to score early. Washington all season has not done well early. We've gotten, we know that we've gotten, you know, a couple of games we got behind by 20 plus 20. points. Yep. And you're just not going to win those games. If, if you can score early, especially on a team like Indy, who at this point hasn't been a high explosive offense it changes the dynamics of what they have to With do. Game plan. And, and if we can get ahead and put the ball again, now you're putting the ball in the rookie's hands to have to make plays. Plus the defense. It, we, we got to score early. We got to score. I, early. I, I agree 100%. And uh, Scott Turner, I hope you're listening because uh, Kenny J over here is telling you the blueprint, the game plan to go and to Indianapolis and win this game. He's telling you. So Scott, I hope you're listening. Ken is telling well, you mean, what to do. I mean, and Taylor, you know, you can't go one for seven to start out, right? We need some. We need I, some I'm, drives. I'm going to chalk chalk up last week's uh, first start of the game is rust. Rust getting back out there, the b real bullets, getting the his feet and back under him, and yeah. Get, yeah, all of that. And then once he got comfortable again, he turned it on. But to your point, I need you to come out right away doing this, um, uh, Taylor. Because yeah, although yeah. this year we've started out slow, we saw this all last year. Right, you were right. at the helm 
uh, under center for most, if not all, 17 of those games. So I need right. that to be in the rearview mirror, Taylor. So you can go ahead and get right. you some blue and white Jordans. Get you another 125K. Yeah. That's right. Right. In the bank, you go up here, you win this game in Indianapolis, and you get you some blue and white Jordans. Okay. That's what that's what we want for you, man. Exactly. That's what we want exactly. for you. And and you know, we've we've talked about it before. Get Terry involved, get McKissick involved, get Samuel involved, get these weapons. Uh, you know, don't don't focus in on I know Taylor goes to uh, McLaurin a lot yeah. and it's hard not to, right? They, they got a good connection. They, they trust each other, but let's get everybody else involved. Also find those mismatches and, you know, just, you know, look like a productive offense. Uh, yeah. That's what we, that's what we're anticipating this year. Uh, we weren't going to be high flying offense, but we're going to be a productive offense. And we just haven't seen that enough, uh, this year I at think, all. I think the game plan this week will be very similar to the game plan against Green Bay. I think we're going to try to establish the run. I think right. they're going to run uh, Brian Robertson. I think they're going to continue with the uh, Antonio Gibson and then try to get the ball into to the receiver's hands and try to have a balanced offense to try to um, win this game. I can't imagine them trying to have Taylor Heineke throw 40 times. Right. If they right. do, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. Right. Um, so again, I think they're going to try to run the ball and, and listen, if you can get between Robinson and Antonio Gibson, 30 carries for 130, 40, 50 yards, like we did last week against green Bay. Hey man, recipe for success. Let's do it. And, yeah. uh, force, because I suspect, or at least you would, you would expect watching a game that, uh, Sam Elger will, Ellinger will struggle early. And force them three and outs, and that's going. And if we can have some, some sustained drives, and force their defense to be on the field a little bit, again, that's one more reason that 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 uh, is in our favor, right. and could go go towards us winning this game. So, yeah, I think absolute. last week I forget the number off the top of my head, but we had I want to say it was 77, 76, 77 offensive plays. That was the most of the season. And we need to repeat that, right? Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we need to, and however you mix and match it, but we need to have uh, 70 plus offensive plays. That means that means we're, we have drives. It's keeping the defense off the field. It's getting them rest. And that also means defensively that you're probably having, you know, three and outs or, or maybe one first down and out. Yeah. And uh, balls back in your hands. Every time you have it, it's an opportunity to score. And last week it was 30 carries combined between Terry and Robinson, 30 carries, 132 yards. And that was a 4.4 yard average. Yeah. You, you'll uh, take I, that. I, I, I'll take it and let's add two or three more runs onto that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I like it, man. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Let's do it. It, uh, it, 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 is it. Is it time, Reg? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's time, Ken. I think it's time. I, I, think, it's, I think it's time. I I, I, I need to get that. Uh, we'll get our drop. music going. I need to get that drop on my phone or, or uh, figure out how to add it on. But it's it's what's your name? What's your number? Time. Uh, it is. Reg, Reg, Reg it is. go ahead. You got you got it first this week. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Um, you could probably tell a little bit by um, some of the things I've already said here on this game. Um, but I'm going to start out, man. My number is going to be a 7.5, brother. 
7.5. I don't care what Vegas say. I like it. I don't care what Vegas say. We're oh, 7.5. That's how confident I am that we're going to win this game. Okay. Um, I think, again, it'll be a little bit of a repeat from last week. I think all things considered, you check off all the boxes. For the most part, they all favor Washington. And if they go up there and just look competent playing this playing this game, competent meaning don't get on here on the offensive side, start holding and penalties, right. um, giving up sacks, you know, like we did against Philly, and just play competent football, we win this game. We win this yeah. game. And and even if Sam Elger has a good day, I think defensively we play well. Offensive line continues to improve like they have the past few weeks. Don't go in here and get, you know, nine penalties for 100 yards and that kind of stupid stuff. We win this game. So I feel good about it. 7.5, brother. I, I like it. I like it. Um, I I got a lot of the same feelings that you do on this. Uh, one of them that, that you kind of mentioned several minutes ago was this is Heineke's second second game as opposed to his first game, right? He's the the rust is off the the timing of of live NFL football rather than practice football. Um, took took him took him a quarter. Unfortunately, it took him a quarter quarter and a half is you know midway into the second quarter before he finally. Uh, felt that speed and that rhythm and and because of the defense at the time kept Washington in the game until Washington could uh, get in the scoring rhythm and, and put some points up on the board to pull out the game right. uh, again again defensively at the end of the game Green Bay was coming on and trying to make a push and they they held tight right they uh, you know it, it was closer than what we wanted and that's just Washington football, but you know when it when it came down to it, they 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 tightened up and 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 won the game. So I, we talked about it before. It was it was a team win, and for whatever reason, man, the the team just loves to rally around Taylor. Um, you you could see it in the locker room afterwards. You could see the statements that they made. Um, it he. We still want to know your he, number, Ken. Yeah, he, he's he's not a uh, he's not a top ten quarterback, but he still has an it factor, which is just it's just crazy. I think um, everybody you, everybody sees that, and we're all baffled by it a little bit. Yeah, I think. And, and and just just to uh, my number has changed since talking, and uh -oh. since you, <laughs> what, and and, and 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 since you gave it a you gave it a seven point five, <laughs> is that what you gave it? Go ahead, Reg. Give, give him my number. Give, give, give the fans my number. What's I my no number? Idea. I have no idea what your number is. Seven point six. It's got to be one more than yours. <laughs> it's got to be minute. one more than yours because I got so, some confidence this week. So, what was your number? I was sit, I was debating on between seven and seven and a half. I didn't know which one. I was like seven, seven and a half. Then when you gave seven and a half, and I started talking about it, even myself more. I'm like, I got to go one more than Reggie. No. I got to go one more. I don't so know. It's scary, man. That's scary. That's you know. That's uh. That's just knucklehead logic right there. All right. All right. Hey, I'll take it. That means you're confident about it. So we'll we'll take it. Yeah, I I'll be. It. We've been shocked with Washington, right? You uh is one of those things that you should ne never bet on Washington, positive or negative, because you just they, don't know. They can what go you're in this get. game and lay a a big old egg on this thing, but right, right. But no, but man, way, we got a winning streak going, Ken. This is what, yeah, I think positive, brother. And and even like I said, 
three weeks ago when they lost and then they they, they played better and then they played better. We, we've seen improvement. We all can agree okay. that this improvement has not been nearly as fast as what it should have been after week roughly three. Correct. Um, but we, we are seeing improvement on all phases. The offensive line is getting a little bit better. The defense is better now against the run. All of a sudden, the secondary is looking pretty good. The receivers last week, more receivers got involved. Uh, even with Taylor, went downfield some. Yep. Uh, you know, we thought we thought that would be less. It was a little bit less, I think, than when Wentz was playing, but he was still going downfield with with some success. So all that being said, I think we will play even a little bit better. Uh, Indy is struggling in the midst of struggling in this quarterback change. They're, they're looking for a spark because they know that they don't have uh, what it takes to be successful throughout this year. And so if we can make uh, the rookie quarterback look like a rookie quarterback, I think we're definitely going to come out ahead. Well, does it does this change your number? Uh, Jacksonville has three wins, Ken. And they beat Kansas City. Right. Does it change your number? No, no. <laughs> All right. Mine Wait, either. What's, what's I just wanted the, to see. I just wanted to see if it changed your mind since since they, they can put up some points and score. Yeah, they but, can. Uh, yeah. But but let's not do it this week. Not uh no, no. And and if they thought that Ryan and the team had that in him. They would have left him in the game. Right? Agreed. Agreed. I mean, to your point, they they have had a few games where they uh, put up thirty couple points, but I haven't watched the game, so I don't know if that was how much the defense had involved in that versus turnovers versus whatever else. Uh, clearly, they're not going downfield. Right. I'm not worried. So, so. but that's all we got, man. Um, unless you got anything else, Ken, we're gonna sign off and let the people let the people get back to whatever they were doing. We appreciate everybody tuning in, listening, uh, whether you listen to us on all the social media platforms from the audio version. We appreciate you. If you're looking at us on YouTube, we want to say what's up to you. You get to see your boys uh, on the face here and watching us in our habitats. But uh, we appreciate you tuning in um, on YouTube as well. So that's what we got. Let's go get this win, Washington. And uh, we'll be back with a post game. Hopefully it's a good as we head into victory Monday once again for the third week in a row. So, again, we appreciate everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, peace out. Hit us up on Twitter, Knuckleheads. Peace out.